0: Welcome to A Life to Give Life, the online teaching ministry of Pastor Pascal Way. Pastor Pascal is the senior pastor of A Life City Church. He's a seasoned and anointed teacher of the Word of God. As you listen to this message, get ready for a complete turnaround in every area of your life. Now, let's join the message already in progress. Hallelujah. So, we're talking about this morning growing by yielding. Growing by By yielding. You know, for you to follow the Holy Ghost, you need to yield. You need to surrender. You need to drop your little agenda. So for you to go far with Him, you cannot stay too alive. We grow by yielding to the ministry of the Holy Spirit. And today I'm talking about the place of the Holy Spirit in explosive growth. We already spoke about growing by meditating. That is the place of the word of God in explosive growth. We spoke about growing by traveling. That is the place of prayer and fasting in explosive growth. This morning I'm talking about growing by yielding. Oh, pastor, how possible is it that for me to grow? I need to go down. It's very possible. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. He will lift you in due time. If my people who are called by name will humble themselves, I will heal their land. Not everything requires your power. Because most of the things you are fighting with are not physical things. They need another power. And you need help to do that. Hallelujah. I see help coming your way this morning in Jesus' name. I see see help coming your way this morning in Jesus' name. Quickly, let's look at the life of Jesus. How did Jesus change levels? We know the life of Jesus from the age of 30. Okay, we know when he was born. Yeah, and we know when he was 12 because then he went to the temple and asked questions. But when from 12 to 30, the Bible is silent about the life of Jesus. Why? Because there was nothing special to talk about. All these years he was living a normal life like you and me. And the Bible doesn't waste time talking about normal things. But again, we are reintroduced to Jesus when he's 30. And that introduction is dramatic because at 30, something special happened to Jesus. The Bible talks about the fact that he went to the Jordan River and was baptized through John the Baptist. And after his baptism, the Bible says the heavens were open, And the Holy Spirit descended on him in the form of a dove. From that moment, everything is about Jesus Christ. Before that moment, you don't hear much about Jesus Christ, even though he was the Son of God. You don't hear much. But from the moment the Holy Spirit, the master key in changing levels, in transforming lives of people, the Holy Spirit is the power behind the ministry of Jesus Christ. First of all, how was Jesus Christ born? By the Holy Spirit. Mary asked Jesus, the angel, how will this happen? I'm a virgin. The angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and will overshadow you. So Jesus Christ was born by the Holy Spirit and you are born again by the Holy Spirit because the Bible says, Jesus speaking to Nicodemus, he says to Nicodemus, whatever is born of the flesh is flesh and whatever is born of the spirit is spirit. The Bible says whoever is born of the spirit is born from above and the Holy Ghost is from above. So your very spiritual birth, we call it a spiritual birth because it involves a spiritual being called the Holy Spirit. That's why I made the statement last week, there is no Christianity without the Holy Spirit. The birth of Jesus Christ was integrated by the Holy Ghost. His ministry was begun by the Holy Spirit. It was sustained by the Holy Spirit. Now let's look at the book of Luke. Chapter 16, John, the book of John chapter, no, yes, the book, of, the book of Luke chapter 4 verse 14, quickly. The Bible says Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit. He didn't return in the power of money. He didn't return in the power of his education. He didn't return in the power of his relationships. He returned in another power. Which I'm trying to introduce to you this morning the power of the holy spirit the holy spirit is powerful the power of the holy spirit and this is listen to me jesus was never announced by nobody jesus didn't have people going 10 years ahead of him well of course there were prophets and that but i mean to say no one knew him that's why everybody was shocked when he started Because he didn't go through the normal road of going to school, we see you going to school every day, you go to the school of theology, then we know you're going to be a pastor. Jesus just came out of the desert one day, and miracles began to happen. And the Bible says, and news about him spread through the whole countryside. Brothers and sisters, there were philosophers in those days. News about them didn't spread. There were rich men in the town. News about them didn't spread. There were educated men in the town. News about them didn't spread. But a man was anointed by God and news about him began to spread. I see news about you spreading in the name of Jesus Christ. News. The mother of Dr. Mas Muro told him, My son, don't watch TV too much. If you watch TV too much, you will never be on TV. The people you are watching on TV don't watch TV. They work. They are filmed. You watch. People who will be on TV don't watch TV. They are working. So Jesus became a newsmaker. The anointing of God on your life makes you a newsmaker. A newsmaker. <laughs> I pity your area where you are coming from. Because as you are going back there, a bomb is landing in that area. <laughs> a bomb is arriving in that I pity the area. That area is going to be saturated with news from you. Is it that girl again? When are we going to rest with this girl? It is her again with a Jesus a crusades. Is it him again? Again it is him. He is back. <laughs> news. News. Listen to me. Only people that matter makes news. And it's a proof to you. Rich Money doesn't give people news. a lot of people with money all around they don't make any news because it's not about that it's not about that magma gandhi i don't even think magma gandhi had a a, a thousand rent but he has made more news than all india put together when i listened to when our president died and they were giving the amount of money that he left for his children i felt very sorry one million rent and one million look at look at the big mandla mandla Getting a million rent. I think when some of these brothers and sisters from other countries read this, for these people, look at how big this man was. But the children are getting a million rent. Do you know that a million rent is money that some rich people in this country are giving to their children for pocket money? A million, like, it's, it's your pocket money for the week. A million, or sometimes this is the money you will be there you will be there you will be there you will be there pocket money for the week a million rent that is the money a child of a great man got as an inheritance when i saw that I said, even myself i don't think i will do this my, my children five million and above you are not clapping what you don't celebrate you will never receive I surprised. So what is, actually, but what is your goal for your children? Like, I'm very surprised. I'm talking about 5 million for my kids and you look very surprised. What is your goal for your children? Debt? God forbid. I said God forbid. The Bible says a good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. Not debts. You don't come in this church for me to teach you how to be in debt. You come here for me to teach you how to leave an inheritance Amen. for your children. An inheritance. And I'm challenging many of you, buy a house. Stop renting. Stop renting. Buy a house. Build a house. Buy a house. Get out of renting from people. You are seeing me fighting in this place that we must come out of this rent and enter our own property. out of rent. If you calculate the money you've been renting, you'll be surprised. You'll be shocked. You'll be shocked. And stop buying cars on installment. It's a mistake. You pay every month. Calculate that money yourself. And see how much money you're going to pay for a car. By the time you finish paying for the car, all the roads of leader, especially here, from there to that, they have finished the car and you are paying, the money doesn't go down because the roads are bad. You are paying the same amount of money every month. You skip two months, they come and take the car and they, you say, hey, what about the money I paid? They say, it's finished, it's gone. Don't invest money on cars invest money in a house i'm telling you go and buy a cheap car drive it let people laugh at you as they are laughing at you you are building a house for your children a car will go away a house will be here forever you, know, you don't even have some of you you are renting and you are driving a bmw You are renting. Just drive here by little, you find a shack. A shack that is smaller than a bathroom. <laughs> but look at the interesting things around the shack. DSTV. One thousand rent a month. Then look at the most interesting thing near that small shack, BMW or Audi. Somebody is sick upstairs. Just one small move and the BMW is in the bush. Just one small turn like this, the whole thing is gone. And you continue paying. But when you put a house somewhere, there will never be a wrong turn. There's nothing like that. The house will be there, especially if you build it properly. I want to challenge you. If God has blessed you with a job, start building a house for your children. Start building a house. I'm doing it Oh, I'm not telling. I'm doing it. Oh yes. oh yes, I'm doing it. I'm building something. My children must not be left in the street. Oh no, he used to have nice cars, but now his children are on the street. Oh, you know, she used to love the she, she used to drive the latest SUV, but now her children are staying in the aunt's houses, the uncle's houses, and the grannies. With all that money you had, all that money you kept giving Audi and BMW and Mercedes and Tata and all these other people. If you could just discipline yourself. Discipline yourself. Listen to me, you don't need to prove nothing to nobody. If you ask me, between a house and a car, what is better? I will say to you, trot for the rest of your life and if you are building a mansion for your children, you have done something in this world. Jesus himself says, I'm going to my father to prepare you a place. He didn't say to prepare you machines to drive. So I'm preparing you a house. God believes in building. He says, I will build my church. He's building, he's always building. If you are a child of God, you should be building. That's why I'm challenging our church. Let's start building a house for God. Let's be people who build. Let's see people who build. And this cathedral, we're going to build it from foundation to the roof. We are not taking something. No, we're going to buy the bricks. In fact, yesterday I got a revelation. We're not going to buy the bricks. We're going to do the bricks ourselves. I'm telling you. We are buying the machine and we are producing our own bricks. Are you following me? Your pastor is very smart. Please, trust me. We're going. We're going to ourselves. We're going to do our bricks. Then we're going to do our pavings. Everything. We bought the machine. We do it ourselves. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Hallelujah! Be excited. There are greater days ahead of you. Be excited. There are greater days ahead of you. By the wisdom of the Holy Spirit. All the things I'm talking about, God reveals them to me. It's not money giving them to me. It's not my education. It's the Holy Spirit. Everything you see in and around me is the product of the power of the Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the most important person in your life, not your boyfriend, not your father, not your mother, not your husband. Not your wife. And someone says, ah, honey, you are the most important person. You are, look, that's, that's a lower class. <laughs> you have just started. And my wife is here. I can tell you, look, my wa- I lo- she knows I love her. But I love the Holy Spirit. Amen. Because without the Holy Spirit, I cannot even love her. Amen. Acts chapter 8, verse 14 to 17. When the apostles in Jerusalem heard that Samaria had accepted the word of God, they sent Peter and John to Samaria. And they, when they arrived, they, listen what happened when they arrived in Samaria. They prayed for the new believers there that they might receive money. No. That they might receive powerful breakthrough. No. They might receive what? The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. When, Paul, when Peter and John arrived in Samaria, the first thing they did, they prayed for the new believers. Do you see what you need to do with a new believer? Am I talking to shepherds in this house? Do you see the work that you do on a new believer? You don't waste time talking stories. The first thing, the Holy Spirit. There is no Christianity without the Holy Spirit. They prayed That they might receive the Holy Spirit. Verse 16 says. Because the Holy Spirit had not yet come upon any of them. They had simply been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. So they had just been baptized with water. But they had not yet received the Holy Spirit. So he prayed for them. That they might receive. The Holy Spirit. Verse 17 says it. Then, it said, then Peter and John placed their hands on them and they received the Holy Spirit. May you receive the Holy Spirit this morning. Amen. Seven things the Holy Spirit can do in your life. Number one, the Holy Spirit leads you to repentance. For you to be born again, it is not your own desire. The Bible says no man can come to me unless the Father draws him. There is nobody in this church that is here because you love Pastor Pascal. There's nothing like that. I love, I love, there's nothing like that. You are here because there is an amazing power that influences you to be here. Now, for you to be born again, for you to be born again, the power of God has to be highly at work. The Bible says in John 16 verse 8, when he comes, he will convict the world about sin. How do you know that you are a sinner? It's the Holy Spirit that brings conviction in your heart. And there are many people that don't believe they are sinners. Why? The Holy Ghost hasn't convicted you yet. You still think you are good. You think I'm a good person. But when the Holy Ghost brings conviction, you will realize what a sinner you are. Paul was so convicted, he says, I am sinner number one. When the conviction of the Holy Spirit really touches you, you will come out of your big horses. And you will realize, no, I'm not that nice. I need Jesus. I need help. May the Holy Spirit bring conviction in your life. Don't try to force people to be born again. Just ask the Holy Spirit to work in their hearts. That is all. You see, nobody is here because of you. you don't know this. That's why you think you is yourself. But for you to know that you are a sinner, who taught you that you are a sinner? Who told you that? Everybody thinks better of themselves. So who, who told you that you are a sinner? It's the Holy Spirit. He doesn't condemn you. He convicts you. He convicts you of your sins. Number two, the Holy Spirit testifies of your salvation. So after he has convicted you of your sin and you gave your life to Jesus, he now comes and starts doing something else. He starts telling you, you are no more a sinner. The Bible says, and when he comes, that is um, uh, Romans chapter 8 verse 16. It says, the spirit himself testify with our spirit that we are God's children. So the Holy Ghost will start telling you, you are a child of God. You are a child of God. And I guess that's why the guy says, I am a child of God. I'm no longer a slave to fear because I am a child of God. How did he know that he's a child of God? The Holy Spirit testifies with our spirits that we are God's children. He testifies. He testifies. He tells you. He tells you. You are a child of God. You are no more a child of the devil. You are no more going to hell. You are no more perishing. I am now here. You are going to heaven. He testifies to your spirit. He begins to, that's why you need him. Because otherwise, Satan is going to condemn you day and night. Yeah. Satan will be reminding you, you are a sinner. You have made a mistake. Without the Holy Spirit, the only voice you hear is the voice of the devil. Satan telling you what a bad person you are. That's why we need the Holy Ghost. Number three, he guides our steps. The Bible says, I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you and not to destroy you, plans to give you hope on an unexpected hand. But the thing is, God knows those plans, but do you know them? Did God said to you, you and I know the plans I have for you. He says, I know. Who doesn't know? You. God is the only one who knows. You don't know yet. The Bible says, no eye has seen, no ears has heard, no man has conceived, find it, no man has conceived what God has prepared to those who fear him. Listen to me carefully. However, as it is written, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, No man has conceived what God has prepared to those who love him, including the people to whom God prepared the things for. They don't know. They haven't seen it. But look at verse 10. But God has revealed it to us by his spirit. The spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. So how does God reveal his plans for you? By the spirit. It is the Holy Ghost that will say to you, don't go to Johannesburg, go to Cape Town. It is the Holy Ghost that will say to you, that guy with a nice suit is a killer. Run from him. I mean, I remember in Mokwas, I mean, in, 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 in Cameroon in our church, I was still very young, but I used to love the Holy Ghost so much. I used to spend a lot of time with the Holy Spirit. And one Sunday after the church, a mother comes to me. She says, oh, my son, you make my heart so happy. Today, after the, the programs, I want you to come to my house and eat. Yes, sir. And I was so happy that, oh, at least today I will not die of hunger. <laughs> the moment she turned, and I turned this way to go to my friend. I heard right here. She is a witch. Hey. Right here. It's my first time to hear an audible voice. I turned to look who spoke. I turned to look. And there was nobody. I heard it clear. She is a witch. Hi. I ran. I ran. He reveals things. He reveals. He reveals. For your children. You, you, you know you will be talking to your child and the Holy Ghost will reveal to you. This happened to your child. He reveals. Without him we are in the dark. Without him the struggle continues. That's why believers go to San Gomas. Because they don't have the Holy Ghost. When you have the Holy Spirit, you need no Sangoma, you can actually become the prophet of a Sangoma. That you go to a Sangoma, you say to him, your mother died in 2017, and your father, is the, your father is the one who killed your mother. You yourself, you are a child of the devil, this and this and that. that you, you just flow. Without the Holy Ghost, there is no revelation. And without revelation, there is no information. And with that information, there is no progression. You cannot progress. Yesterday, I was stuck in my own house. Because there was no key. So I called my son and I said, where is the key of the house? He said, no, I will bring it now. So I start to wait for the key. In my own house, I'm sitting outside, waiting for the key. And as I'm sitting outside, waiting for the key, he calls me. He said, no, daddy. The key is in so and so place. Go check there and there. So I stand up. I go and I check. And I I got the key. And all of a sudden, I was able to enter my own house. Without that information, I was stuck outside in my own blessing. What am I trying to tell you? If the Holy Ghost doesn't reveal to you the information, you will be stuck in your own house. In your own place. You are stuck. I was stuck. Outside my house. I cannot enter. Because I don't have the information. Give it again number nine. No eye has seen. No eye has seen. Verse nine. No ear has heard. I was there. No eye has seen the key. No ear has heard the key. No mind has conceived where the key might be located at that time. Therefore, the frustration was continuing. I was tired. We've been fasting. I'm tired. I can't. I've been standing for nine hours. I'm exhausted. But I can't enter my house to sit on the chair because I don't know where the key is. Until an information was sent to me, when I captured the information and I acted on the information, You see, it's not enough to just receive the information. You need to act on it. When he guides you, you must follow. The Bible says, follow me and I will make you. You are made as you are following. If you don't follow, you cannot be made into nothing. You have to follow. Follow the instructions. Amen? Amen. Let's quickly close. Uh, It's already 11. Number four. The Holy Ghost helps you to pray. Romans 8.26 says, In the same way the Spirit helps us in our weakness, we do not know what we ought to pray for. Can you believe that? We don't know what we must pray for. How many of you agree with me that sometimes you don't know what you must pray for? Like a problem comes and you don't know where to start. How many of you had had a problem and you don't even know how to pray about the problem anymore? Like you've tried your little prayers but it's no more working. The Bible says, We do not know what we ought to pray for. But the Spirit himself, the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groans that words cannot express. So I pity people who don't pray in the Spirit. They don't believe in the Spirit of God. They don't believe in this thing. Can I tell you something? Do you know how I know that we must go to Mokwasi? I was never going to go to Mokwasi. Never. It was never in my plan please. It was never in my plan. Never. I'm telling you. My wife, and we, are, we, we told ourselves we've left Mokwasi, we are Tan City, Rustenburg, Johannesburg, overseas. And my scripture was always from glory to glory. Because I live in Mokwase for three years. Why should I go back to Mokwasi? God took me out of Mokwasi. Why should I go back to Mokwase? but it was right here in my prayer room as I was praying over the taxi drivers that were giving us problems in Mukwase. Then the Lord says to me, I want you to launch a branch there. I have created this for you to see what I want to do. You will thank me later. I became so happy. You couldn't believe that I was the one who one second was crying and sending fire on the taxi drivers. I became so happy. I couldn't believe that I never saw that before. We had no hall, We had nothing. But I was so excited. As I'm talking to you, because he's the one who sent us, he gave us the hall for free. Amen. Be led. I'm not in Mokwase because pastors are in Mokwase. I'm there because I believe God has led us there divine direction divine direction are you doing things because everybody is doing them everybody has a boyfriend oh me also <laughs> if it can be done it must be done it must be done you are not like everybody you are special and the holy spirit is your leader He will pray and he will intercede. And remember, I told you guys before, I never prayed for a job. Some of you are praying for jobs. I've never prayed for a job before. Never. And I came to South Africa. I didn't have a job, but I never prayed for a job. Never. Like with my understanding, asking God to give me a job. I've never done that. So when the job came, I was so excited. I said to the Lord, Father, "Hey, you surprised me. I've never prayed for a job. And you even gave me a job. And with accommodation. Oh, I'm so surprised. He says to me, you prayed for it. I said, no, Lord. I took my list. You know me. I, mean? I usually argue. I used to argue a lot. So even with God, I used to argue. So I took my prayer list. I had my prayer list. I took my prayer list. I said, Lord, look yourself. I'm praying for this. I've never prayed. There's no job here. He says, you prayed for it through the Holy Spirit. Your tongues prayed for what you needed, but you didn't know you needed it. He said, we don't know what we must pray for. It means sometimes we are praying for the wrong things. We don't know the real thing we must pray You see, I was praying for a wife, I was praying for a car, and God knew all those prayers can be answered with one thing, a work. If I give you a job, it will answer 10,000 prayers. So let me submit to you, one answered prayers can solve a 1,000 problems. May God give you a 1,000 prayer answer. Like he answers you once, but that one answer has already solved 10,000 problems that you were going to have to pray for each one individually. God will give you one answer, and that one answer will solve all the other problems. One answer. One answer. One answer. You think you need a lot of things. You just need sometimes one thing. But because you don't know what you have to pray you don't know what that one thing is. Sometimes you think you need a job, but all you need is a friend. But you don't know that actually what I need is a friend. If this type of person enters my life, everything else is going to be solved. Sometimes you think you need this and this. God says all you need is to attend church constantly. That's what you need. But you don't know that's what you need. So you are still moving around. But when you start praying in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost will pray that prayer for you. And before you know it, you will find yourself exactly where you were supposed to be and you will not understand how you got there. Oh! You don't understand how you got there. We don't know what we have to pray for. So the Holy Spirit intercedes for us. Some of you, you want to pray for your parent. Where do you start? He's older than you. She is older than you. You don't even know how to start. Like, what are you going to If you even pray for your mother, you will think that you are insulting her. If you start praying for your father now and your father listens to your prayer, he will think you are a disgrace. But you pray for them in the spirit because the Holy Ghost knows what they need. He intercedes for us through groans, that words cannot express hallelujah number five he teaches you all things all things but the advocate the holy spirit whom the father will send in my name will teach you all things all things means what things. I can't hear you all things means what things. young people all things means what all things. louder all things means what all things. does all things include meds Does all things include physics? I can't hear you. All things. Does all things include how to start a cell? How to run a cell successfully? Does that include all things? Does all things include how to be a good husband? How to be a good wife? All things. Does all things include how to run a business successfully? How to get money and make, costo- get- make customers happy? How to have a lot of customers? All things. All things. He will teach you how many things. All things. Does all things include how to find a job? Yes. Does it include? Is, is it part of all things? Yes. all things? All things. All things. All things. Do you know why the job came to me in an amazing way? Because I began, look, I didn't, when I came to South Africa, I said to God, I'm here to learn music. God says to me, hey, You came to learn music. You will teach music. I said, No, it can't be. How can I come to learn and you are telling me to teach? Where am I going to teach? I don't even know. He said, Go and buy a book, learn it in the morning, teach it in the evening. I went to Spectra, I bought a music book. In the day, I will learn, in the evening, I will teach. I started having students until I hired a second teacher to help me. He will teach you all things. He will teach you all things. So I began to develop work ethics without a work. So God knew I'm ready for work. And he gave me a work. Some of you, you are praying for a work, but you are not ready for it because you don't have work ethics you do not know how to work for somebody. I've served under my spiritual father for years. I love that man so much, I wanted him to succeed more than anything in this world. I'm telling you. I will sit and plan things and come and show him, that we can do this, we can. I was so excited about the church. If you are not faithful with what belongs to another person, who will give you yours? That's what the Bible says. Selfishness has killed people. You find a person he has no job, but even the time he has to help another person succeed, he will never do it. He will say, no, I'm using my time to look for a job. Why don't you use your time to help somebody who has a job to succeed? Do you know what happened to Peter? Peter says, we have worked all night and caught how many things? Nothing. Caught nothing. Jesus says to him, can I use your boat? When Jesus is asking him, can I use your boat? He is busy fixing his nets. He can say to Jesus, listen, I didn't catch anything. I'm preparing my nets for the next night. So you cannot use my boat. But Peter decides to help Jesus succeed in the ministry. He says, okay, use my boat. Let me stop all the work. You use my boat for now. So Jesus enters the boat of Peter, preached the gospel, Finish preaching, gets people saved, gets people healed. Just before he steps out of Peter's boat, he says, "I realize you didn't catch anything. Throw your net that side." Peter throws his net that side. Bam! Increase. You help me catch people. Let me help you catch fish. Let me teach you a simple secret. To succeed you must help another person succeed. Yes. It's as simple as that. To, to stand up. You see this, my son? Even though he's, he's got his own things. <laughs> but there is something about him. He came to this church first. The first time he came to this church. Once. It was your first time. He came once. He went to his house. Design things about this church without my knowledge. I didn't know nothing. Like we did, I had never met him. I had never spoken to him before. He designed things about the church that the church must do. So the day we called him, I think I was with somebody. I can't remember who I was. I think I was with Ditero. Ditero, yeah. Yes. I was with Ditero. We call him like we usually call people. I used to back then. I would call my people myself. I call. You know, we, you visited the churches and he said, yeah. And he says, I was actually wondering when were you guys going to call because, you know, I gave you my number for a while. I apologized. And then I said, no, we're going to come and visit you. We went to his house. I was shocked. When I entered his house, he took his laptop. He said to me, Pastor, this is what we can do. I asked myself, is this guy's spirit? What is going on with him? Is he okay? <laughs> I think he's bored with life. Then I took him in. He used to come spend the whole day here. Two that you see. We'll come to church the whole day. The very first things we used to do, it was with him and a few other guys. I will leave them with work. I will, scry- I will like, I, used it, I didn't use to beat them physically. But I will smack them with words and direction. By the time I'm done, they will be tired. They will cry. I think sometimes they used to cry by themselves that this man is too hard. It's too much. It's too much. But amazingly, he will come back. <laughs> Kept coming back. Sometimes he will come with his kids, put them someplace, and he's working. So I'm not surprised. After he did that, not long after he did that, God opened the door for him. And today he's the manager of the cultural village at San City. And there are other things that he's doing. But he was in the house every day. Nothing was working. And he decided to come and help me with the work that God gave me to do. And once he did that, his door started opening. And isn't it interesting? God gave him a job right at Sun City where I'm working. You sit at home. You think doing something here, you are helping Pascal. You know, I cannot help that man succeed you are killing your own future. The principle is that you help another person succeed and other people will help you succeed. Because we always, listen to me, your life stops at the place where your help stops. Listen to me. Your life stops at the place where your help stops. When there is no more help, your life stops there. For your life to go any further, you need help. Sometimes you need a woman, a wife. The, wife, the Bible calls her a helper. Yes, there is a dimension that your life will stop if you don't have a helper, Amen. a wife. Amen. You can try anything you want. You will never go further until that help comes in. And God cannot send you help and then you start beating the help. God cannot send you help and then you start accusing the help, crushing the help. That is stupidity. It's stupidity. How can I come to help you and you are crushing me? And another type of help is the Holy Spirit. The Bible says the Holy Ghost, the helper. The Holy Spirit took upon himself the name of a helper. Like without his help, you, there are levels you will never reach. No matter what you do. You can never get there. You can never get that. He's the helper. Amen. We are way over time. Are you enjoying this? I think I should continue next week. I will continue next week for us. Amen. Are you blessed? Are you blessed by this? I'm empowering your spirit. I'm helping you realize that you need help. Tell your neighbor you need help. Come out of your pride. Come out of your little pride. If the son of God needed help, God himself says, let us. Why? It's a, lo- it's, it's a team. It's a team. Those of us who are Superman, Spider-Man, Iron Man, uh, which other one? Batman. Only in the movie, in Hollywood, in real life, you need people. Down here, you need somebody. Do you understand? You need somebody. Tell your neighbor you are not Superman. You are certainly not Spider-Man. And you are not Batman. And you shall never be Iron Man. But you are an anointed man. You are anointed. You are anointed. In other words, you have help. You have help. You have help. I am a help to you. God sent me to help you. Every week I share the word of God to help you. And you are, God also sends you to help me. Do the little thing we am trying to do here so when i help you and you fail to help me do you know what you are doing you are cutting yourself i will continue helping i will never stop but it is up to you to also help me so that we can all go together may we build a church that it is not just one-sided we are together when we say let's go you know how happy i was yesterday I just announced once we are meeting in Mokwase for prayer. Hey. I look at the door, my people were entering. Every time I look, new ones are entering. Hey, you feel strong. Yeah. They're saying, Pastor, we are here. We're going to pray. We are here. We are here. We are here. You look, you look on the, on the window because we are upstairs. You look down, you see others are coming. I say, my people are coming. We are coming. We are coming. We are coming. We are coming. You know, we were there yesterday in our small cars. We found another ministry there, big cars. Eh? Big people. I said, No, we are, not. We, are, we are also coming. Small, small. Small, small. Small, small. One day is one day. One day is one day. One day is one day. Nobody started big. We bless God for the man of God. God has blessed him. But I tell you something, we are also coming. One day is one day. Hallelujah. Stand on your feet and give Jesus praise. My God, my God. Come on, you can praise Jesus in this house. You can praise Jesus. You can praise Jesus in this house. I say you can praise Jesus. Jesus. Hallelujah. Experience our services live. Join us every Sunday morning from 9 a.m. at Alive State Church, Sun City, located near Cornerstone Academy. Hope to see you soon. Remember, you're alive to give life.